listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 8th of December. New South Wales health authorities are racing to track down more than 140 people who attended a dance party on board a Sydney harbour cruise. At least five people have tested positive to COVID, with at least two likely to be the new Omicron strain, as experts fear it could be a super-spreading event. It comes as authorities confirm the new variant was already in the New South Wales community almost a week earlier than originally suspected. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says it is concerning it's taken so long to identify patient zero, who was a woman who returned from Nigeria on the 23rd of November. That's a considerable amount of time that that person has been circulating in the community. Um, So uh, it does make you make everyone quite concerned that it's now probably established in New South Wales and likely what we're going to see is rapid increase in Omicron cases. Meantime, testing is underway to confirm whether Omicron has now spread to Victoria with a COVID case in the state's hotel quarantine system now under investigation. Staying in Victoria and the state's ombudsman has labelled the state government's border permit system during the COVID-19 pandemic as unjust and inhumane. The ombudsman has delivered a scathing report into the system saying it left residents homeless and locked them out of their home state. Deborah Glass says she has no problem with the border being closed but says more compassion and discretion should have been applied. People told us they were not able to get exemptions to farewell loved ones at funerals attend vital medical appointments, care for sick family members, or return home to care for animals. Some found themselves effectively homeless and caught up in a bureaucratic nightmare. The federal government has introduced a new initiative to try and fix the health crisis gripping regional and rural Australia. Under the scheme, which is set to start rolling out in 2022, doctors and nurses who move to work in regional areas will have their university debts wiped. Many rural towns and communities have faced chronic staff shortages, with some hospitals forced to operate without GPs. And in other news this morning, Australia has dodged a major cyber attack. With reports emerging, Chinese hackers came within minutes of shutting down a number of power stations, leaving millions without electricity. Sources have revealed to News Corp at the end of November, CS Energy in Queensland was the target of a ransomware attack, which had the potential to shut down the company's two thermal coal plants. The attackers were reportedly around 30 minutes away from shutting down the generators, which supplies electricity to around 3 million homes. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria. And one of Australia's most wanted men is back in custody after more than six months on the run. Peter Foster was tracked down in the Macedon Rangers after his arrest on fraud charges in Queensland. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne. Tash, the 59-year-old con man has been on the run since May of this year when he was due to face court in Sydney but never showed up. Federal police have revealed he tried to evade them before being arrested at a rural property in Gisborne. Assistant Commissioner Nigel Ryan says it shows you just cannot outrun the law. The AFP will work tirelessly to apprehend organised criminals of this kind and this should serve as a warning to all criminals that there is nowhere to hide. 
To New South Wales and the Teachers Federation says yesterday's statewide strike is just the beginning. It was a war of words between the state's education minister and union bosses with students returning to the classrooms this morning. Our reporter Michaela Savage has this report from Sydney. Good morning, Tosh. A very disruptive day for students and parents across the state with schools effectively shutting their gates for 24 hours as teachers took to the streets calling for better pay and an end to the chronic staffing shortages. The Education Minister has accused the unions of hanging children out to dry for political gain, while the Teachers' Federation boss is calling on the government to think ahead. Here's Angelo Gavrilatos. This is not a cost. This is an investment. This is about the future of every child and their right to be taught by a qualified teacher. We're going to need 11,000 teachers in 10 years and we're barely graduating enough now. Teachers and principals want to see a salary increase of between 5 and 7.5% a year and more action to fill the thousands of teaching positions currently vacant. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. We know about the awful rental crisis that is gripping many parts of the country at the moment and now it is set to get even worse. Yeah, we certainly have. I mean, Domain's latest vacancy report uh, says basically tenants are in a landlord's market across most cities. The number of vacant rental listings is down in every capital city except Darwin. And things are going to be a bit tighter, especially once these borders open. And this follows on from CoreLogic data, which showed rents in September to be 8.9% higher year on year. So you would expect the pressure points to be inner city and university suburbs in Sydney and Melbourne. They're probably going to feel the effects of a rental squeeze first as international students come back in. So the tip here is that if you do manage to secure yourself a good rental deal, it may pay to sign a longer rather than shorter lease. And of course, if you are struggling to pay your rent, you should tell your landlord straight away. If you can't come to agreement, then call your nearest tenancy advice and advocacy service or the National Debt Helpline. And if you are still struggling because of COVID pandemic, be sure to check what's available in your state and territory because there is still help there. So even though the eviction freeze is now over in New South Wales, for example, there is a transitional period that's going to run until February 12, 20. 22. And while supports are softening, renters who have been impacted by COVID-19 still have till the end of this year, Tash, to apply for a rebate of up to 4500 to help them clear any arrears that they built up over this period. It's so awful. And then how does anyone begin to save for any type of deposit? Also, this is an extraordinary story, Effie. Dress sharing is on the increase with one owner making $10,000 off the back of one dress. It does sound unbelievable, but I have triple-checked that. (laughs) It was interesting to note that even in the Combank's Household Spending Intentions Index for November, and that just came out yesterday, they noted that clothing rentals is a rising trend. Now, this report effectively provides an in-depth gauge on what are we spending, and it's based on a lot of transaction and lending data combined with Google Google search sorry, over 12 spending categories. Now, it noted that at the end of the year celebrations, what that doing is it's driving up spending on cosmetic, tailors and alterations and clothing rentals. And a dress sharing platform called The Vault shares these sentiments. Now, it has about 70,000 dresses on its site and it says it's been inundated with orders for Christmas over the new year as well. Now, it notes one dress has made its owner 10000 
$1,000. And another popular dress, which they bought in two sizes, has been rented out 47 times each month for the last six months straight. Now, this platform says it's seeing more Aussies running side hustles from their wardrobes. And the idea here, Tash, is that they buy these investment pieces, they rent them out, and then they earn, in some cases, more money than what it costs them to buy that dress in the first place. If you're keen to lend out your dress, be sure to read the fine print. You want to know what cut is the platform taking, what insurance is in place if you've lost or, or the item is damaged, who cleans the garment at the end of the day, and the cost of shipping. Lots of details. Thank you very much, Effie. <laughs> Cheers. Time for sport now with Lee Giolo. And Lee, well, today is the day so many people are excited. Cricket lovers have been waiting for this momentous day. Day one of the Ashes, of course, at the Gabba. Yeah, that's right, Tash. It's a bit like Christmas today, as long as the rain stays away. Rain and storms are possible on every day of the first test between Australia and England. The Poms will have to make do without veteran Jimmy Anderson. He's being managed to have maximum effect for the second test in Adelaide, while Aussie skipper Pat Cummins is primed, saying the Gabba is one of his favourite pitches to play on. Us quicks, we really like bowling on it. It's got good pace and bounce on its day. You feel like you're in the game. It can also be a daunting place if you get it wrong. You know, batters can get away quickly and you've seen yeah, all our batters basically compile big scores here. Can't wait, Tash. Absolutely. Very exciting times. And the Big Bash League, it had something for everyone. Yeah, it really did. Huge sixes, unbelievable catches, batting collapses and a result determined by the final ball of the game. Ultimately, it was the Renegades downing the strikers. Batting first, they got off to a strong start with Mackenzie Harvey making 56 before regular wickets limited the team in red to 153. In reply, the strikers started with a bang, opener Matt Short belting a pair of sixes. Jake Weatherall looked on for a big score before Jake Fraser McGurk plucked a one-handed catch from the boundary line and a fine display of bowling from James Pattinson at the death held the strikers to just four runs for the final over, securing the memorable win. I think we started last year off with a win against the Scorchers, but, um, but yeah, it's great to start off with a win with a new coach and new, new skipper, so yeah, it's great to start. That was young Jake Fraser-McGurk speaking with Fox Cricket. The strikers will have their chance for revenge tomorrow. The pair will again go head-to-head, this time at Adelaide Oval. Tonight, the Hobart Hurricanes take on the Sixers in their first game before the Perth Scorchers take on the Heat. And, Lee, we know it's such a big issue across all the codes, these ongoing concerns over head injuries and concussions. Many people don't know what the long-term solution is. And now a star All-Australian has been forced to retire because of ongoing concerns with concussion in the AFL. Yeah, really scary one. Sadly, West Coast defender Brad Shepard revealing he's had prolonged symptoms of concussion since his last match against Fremantle. He's now acting on medical advice and calling time. Shepard says he's been undergoing tests for several months. Led me to to go through some quite rigorous testing to figure out what's going on and what what they did find is one, there's a brain there, so I was pretty pumped with that, but secondly, it's just the the risk of playing AFL football and you know I was, I was deemed unfit to continue. Tar Shepard played 216 games for the Eagles over 12 years. Yeah, absolutely devastating, but they have to look after themselves. Thanks so much, Lee. Thanks again, Tash. 
And a new report has ranked Sydney as one of the world's worst party destinations. The research was conducted by the Committee for Sydney and compared global cities across 12 different areas and found the city's lockdowns and lockout laws have had a lingering impact on the city's nightlife. The city was also ranked in the bottom three in the world for housing affordability, but in some good news, Sydney was found to have the most gender pay equity on earth. We like good news. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.